the old song we used to sing is God's not dead, he's still alive. I can feel him in my hands, I can feel him in my feet, I can feel him all over me. God's not dead, he's still alive. God's not dead, he's still alive. Is he? Is he Slender Man or the Candy Man? Freddy Krueger? Who is he? Jason? You just can't kill him, can you? You've been trying, but you can't. I really think that most of you, God must be a zombie. He's got to be a zombie. Not quite dead, not quite alive, but you just can't put him down. Keeps getting up, keeps showing up, keeps racking up the points. And why is God a zombie? Why can't you kill him? Interesting love interspersed across all kinds of cultures. Everybody who says God, when they swear, they say it. When they curse, they say it. When they're making love, they say it. Oh, God. Oh, my God. When they're surprised, when they're shocked. Oh, my God. Why? Why can't you seem to get God off your tongue? out of your mind in the depths of your soul and your spirit there is something intrinsically inset in your being that makes you call on God or a God which God why God what God who are you and yet You don't say, oh, Buddha. You don't say, oh, Muhammad. You don't say, oh, Confucius. Oh, Iris. Oh, Horus. Oh, Brontosaurus. You can't seem to say anything but God. Even in your worst condition. Not that you believe in him when you say the name, when you swear the name, when you curse the name, when you call the name. In pain or in pleasure, your soul goes back to God. They say often when people are in jeopardy of losing their lives in the midst of a crime by a cop with his knee on a man's neck, or a man with a gun in your back or a knife in your stomach you brutally call out for your mommy you go back and revert to your childhood needing your mommy a lot of people do that they say in a moment of distress why are you programmed call on God one that you've not talked to, spent time with, or even really care to know. Because the breath in your body, the soul that identifies you, comes from your maker. Whether you like it or not, the maker is the baker in charge of it all. You're the one who ignorantly, oh, wantingly and willingly, turns your spiritual mind away from your God.
but you call on him. Is he dead or is he alive? Is he a figment of your imagination? Is he real? Because apparently, with all of the failure of men and their systems, their programs, their schools, you can't rely on them. You get on a plane and they crash it. You can't rely on them. The mechanical wing seems to all of a sudden collapse. The engine stalls. The highly complex computerized artificial intelligence system goes awry and amuck until you're dead and stuck because it plummets to the earth, but you're still willing to trust in it. You're still willing to take that risk, to trust in it. The trust of the train is going to get you where it says it's going to get you, that the plane is going to land where it says it's going to land, that the boat is going to go into the harbor that it says it's going to reach. And many times they don't. You're still willing to take that risk to trust in something that has a higher percentage of failure than God. You're still willing to give the police another chance, but you won't give God one. You still walk into churches and give that pastor, that priest, that pope, or that pimp another opportunity to steal your money to teach you the wrong spiritual lesson, but not God. You're still willing to go to the shaman and the guru, the psychic, the sorceress, and the witch, but not God. Chipotle poisoned you years ago. You're still willing to go back there, but not God. Whole Foods was overcharging you, programmed the scales to get more money out of you, They're still in business, but not God. You put God out of business in your life. A foreclosure sign on your soul with him. You repossess the soul that you never owned in the first place. And then tore up the deed and said, it's mine now. You are a squatter in God's building. Your body belongs to him and you're squatting you're soon going to get an eviction notice because you're treating him like a zombie because that's what he is to you just something to take pot shots at from a rooftop like dawn of the dead something to roll over and run over push over kick over something to get over I get over it hate them because you are full of hate. You are born to hate. Born to be wild. Born on a highway to hell when it should be a highway to heaven. Born and stuck in a proverbial hotel, California, where you can go and forget who you are and where you're from and be anything and everything but 
made in his image. Why? Because you've never tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Because in you, from the day of your birth, you were born in sin and iniquity. You'll save a dog and a puppy before you save a baby. In fact, you'd rather not save a baby at all. You'd rather kill it so that you can go on having that pristine body of yours. You'll go on and put on those fake eyelashes and rouge because you think you're ugly and you have an image of ugly that you call pretty and what's beautiful you call ugly because you don't like how you were born or who you are so you change it then you tell people that you want to accept how you were born and that you're gay because you were born that way you were born a lot of ways but when you don't like it you change it And then when you change it, you say that's who you are when you're not. So which one is it? Are you are what you're born or are you not? You're confused, befuddled, baffled, bewildered, puppycock. Because you can't make up your mind because it's a world of confusion. And it started with those two monsters called daddy and mommy who never taught you how to love God because they didn't. Oh, they may have had a moment or two of some spiritual enlightenment here or there. Took you outside of the home to some place where you roam for a few hours, if that, came back and forgot about it because that's not where it's at. It was never in the heart. It was never in the spirit. It was never in the soul. It was never who they were. It was the game they played, the role they pretended, the character They acted, but never sincerely who they were. So it's not who you are. Till one day God got a hold of you and you woke up. Now they hate that God woke you up because you are a reminder of their failure. Well, move on. Most of the parents today will accept you more for turning gay or lesbian than they would for turning Christian, godly-minded. They'd rather you be a thug or a bug than a Bible-believing believer. And don't get me started on that religious crowd. They would prefer you to just be in church on Sunday or in a synagogue, in a bod. Don't just say the ritualistic prayers. Put the rosary between your fingers. Say this, say that, bow down, do this, do that. But where is it? In the heart, in the spirit, God. Just play the game, fulfill the role, and then let's get out of here. Go get drunk and nasty throw a ball for two hours but can't get on your knees for one I know it's a hard message to hear isn't it serve God he's a jealous God he wants all of you or none of you you choose he's alive not dead 
and he ain't a zombie.